0: Hello, how are you? Welcome to Shane's Brilliant Podcast with me, Shane Clifford Shane's Brilliant Podcast um, How are you getting on? you chilling, you're sitting down <coughs> Are you uh, watching TV all day long? How many cups of tea have you made today? Just because there is absolutely fuck all else to do You know? You drink a cup of tea, you say, well, I do now. I don't know. Make another cup of tea. Yeah, I suppose. Fucking hell. Don't even like tea. Spoil a kettle. Pour it in. And fuck it down the sink. Do it again. But we're doing all right. You know? Week number 9,000 of the... <laughs> of the lockdown. You know, feel it doesn't feel like... feels like more than uh, a, m- a month has passed... But uh, we're doing alright, I think. Especially here in Ireland, we're not doing too bad. I think everybody is helping each other out, which is good. I will admit, during the weekend, I did start finding it a little bit tough. Just the isolation. You know, I haven't left my house in a month. Nothing to do, no one to see, you know. Just in these two tiny fucking rooms. In this, in this, you know, I have a small flat. And uh, it started to get to me, the, the old cabin fever. Because... The novelty is after wearing off a little. I think it's become a little bit more routine. Because that's what... a you know, <laughs> you know? At the start, the pandemic is all fucking fun and games. But then about week four, it gets a bit... uh Pandemic again. You know? It becomes just routine and mundane. Sort of like a, a new relationship. That's what a pandemic <laughs> is like. It starts off, everybody is having a laugh joking about it you're having fun and then four weeks later people are dying <laughs> exactly like my my first marriage but um no we're doing all right we're doing okay i've been watching uh things on tv to try and take my mind off you know the world and uh <laughs> i have um, I like history so I put on something to take my mind off the world and there was what did I end up watching some fucking thing about the Black Death good fucking Jesus that was bad now if you think it's bad now you should watch something about the Black Death you can tell that it's worse because of its name (laughs) the Black Death anything that has death in it isn't very isn't good (laughs) that's That's why, but that's that's my philosophy. Anything that has the death in it, I try and avoid, like death metal. You know, that's the worst kind of music. It has no artistic merit or wit or, you know, any artistry at all. It's like the sound that uh, the chimps in 2001 A Space Odyssey, that's the music they listen to before they touch that big fucking black monolith. and uh anything with death really is to be avoided that's my point like the game Death Stranding that was awful and Death Row (laughs) you know what a depressing place that is imagine waking up there every day Death Row waking up in a place called Death Row I mean come on they could have given it a little bit of a different name you know so it wouldn't seem so bad like um Death Avenue (laughs) Oh. And uh what's it called? Death Proof. That's the worst Tarantino film by far. You know, no, not even that I don't think Tarantino has many good films, but that one is the worst. You know, so the point is stay away from death. And uh there's a reason they have death in the title. But yeah, the Black Death, which was in like the thirteen forties, came from Rats. And fleas, you have to watch those rats You know I think before the Black Death, people used to like rats Then they came and brought the, the Black Death And once you bring the Black Death with you <laughs> You're no longer my compadre, rat You know But they had it worse than us Obviously, because it was a thousand years ago or something And uh, they didn't have any television You know, to distract themselves While everybody was around them was Coughing up Bile, you know they couldn't watch television. They couldn't watch uh, Vanderpump Rules or um, Real Housewives to distract them. They uh, they just had to watch. There was no TV channels. They just had to watch an empty box. <laughs> they were like, oh, for fuck's sake. There's nothing on this ever. I wanted to get something to take my mind off this fucking black death that's going around. And then they had a fella going out with a cart outside the front going, bring out your dead. That has to get depressing after a while. You know what I mean? Wake up in the morning, bring out your dad. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. I know what I'd do. I'd make a joke of it. I'd start bringing out my dad. <laughs> bring out, oh, here he is. You're like, he's not dead. Oh, I thought you said bring out your dad. And I'd do that every fucking day for the whole fucking length of the plague. Bring out your dad. Classic. But we're doing okay here, you know. Although I did go for a walk today, which was really sunny. I went for a walk down past St. Patrick's Cathedral. And the park outside the front was just full of people. Like, just not fucking... It was almost like there was an orgy going on inside there, you know. Well, it wasn't that bad. But you know what I mean. I'm using hyperbole for comic effect. But there was a lot of people in there not really socially distancing. Which is a worry, I suppose. Um... Orgies, obviously, are badly affected by the social distancing measures, aren't they? (laughs) Now they have to have them online. That's no fun. Anyone can do that. I've never been to an orgy. You would think that me, a huge uh, celebrity, (laughs) huge Irish celebrity, would be invited to more orgies. That's what I thought. I'm fucking disappointed. No orgies. Not one orgy. Not even a fucking invitation to an orgy. I wonder who would be in an orgy, <laughs> a celebrity orgy at my level. You know what I mean? <laughs> there would be, oh, I'm trying to think. Me, uh, fucking hell. Rory Stories, Farmer Michael, Tony Cantwell, uh, a few others like that. Except they're like, I'd be coming into the Doherty and be like, who the fuck left you in? <laughs> And then uh Farmer Michael would be screaming cunt in my face and worry stories He'd be asking me, could he go for a pint and I don't know, I haven't been to orgies, I don't know what goes on at them. But orgies must be um must be feeling the the pinch, you know. Like if you were an orgy uh, runner, I'd be worried right about now. Like if your dad if your dad was a guy who ran orgies, you're probably going through some tough times. I was like, Dad, why are we eating, why are we eating uh, fish fingers again? We had fish fingers every night for the last two weeks. Oh, we have fish fingers because they remind me of the orgy. <laughs> they remind me of the orgy, son. <laughs> I miss the orgy. <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about when you're older. But the orgy is gone, son. It's all over. You know, there's nobody sucking. There's nobody fucking. People are ringing me again, saying, "Who the fuck do I have to suck to get sucked the uh, around here?" <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right. Like I said, a little bit of cabin fever, but uh, we're doing okay. Um, anyway, I better get to the technic- technical stuff. Uh, my name is Shane Clifford. You can follow me at Shane. See, what are we now? Week six, seven? Shouldn't I be able to fucking talk? <laughs> I am, this is Shane's, what the, You're follow me at Shane, Brilliant Shane, at Brilliant Shane on Twitter, and at Brilliant Shane on Instagram, and uh, you can, there's a Patreon, forward slash Shane's Brilliant podcast, you can follow that and get involved there. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian, and just go through some upcoming dates that I have, so uh, the dates I have here are, are none, none again. And none for the next probably year. So looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to seeing you all out there. Uh, I watched um, Tiger King. Well, I still have one episode left from it. I don't know if you remember last week. I was saying I don't know. It's a little bit too, looked a little bit too cartoony. You know, it looked a little bit too wacky when I watched the first like fifteen minutes of it, but. It. Well, I, well, I stuck with it I went back Because everyone was watching it And I'm like You know Usually I don't follow trends Or anything like that Or I try not to But When you've got nothing else to do You're making 27 cups of tea a day So I watched it And I like it I have one episode left It was really good Me and Kira watched it But um, <clears throat> This guy What's his name Joe uh, Exotic Like when I Saw all the memes And stuff that were going on Around him I thought he was going to be like a funny kind of nice guy or whatever, that got whipped up into the wrong end of the the stick. He got whipped up into the, you know, he slid down the wrong slide into ignominy. And but I was mistaken. This guy is a fucking cunt. You know, he's a creep. He's a fucking narcissistic psychopath. He's a horrible person. Honestly, he's a terrible guy. He manipulates little teenage boys to marry him for meth. And he... This is obviously a spoiler alert. He tries to fucking kill people. And, uh, you know, he treats... The worst of all, for me, he mistreats animals. mistreats tigers. And... um, Because that's kind of... It kind of felt a little... What's the word? I like... It felt... um, applicable to my situation now I I feel like a tiger in a cage that's what I'm like in this lockdown I'm like one of Joe Exotic's tigers except instead of eating bad uh, out of date food from Walmart I'm eating fucking Cadbury's fingers they're an underrated biscuit by the way Cadbury's fingers you never hear of anyone talking much about them You know in the biscuit clubs or anything like that You don't hear anybody mentioning Fucking Cadbury's fingers And you should because They're really nice I demolished an entire box of them Last night And then also I ate a whole bag of uh, Smashed Maltesers I didn't smash them myself That's the way they come They were nice too A bit pointless though but the fucking fingers man I, fucking, I had those fingers in my in my mouth as fast as I could and washed them down with cup after cup of tea but back to my point the tigers man they are you know so sad inside in those cages being treated like that like tigers should roam free that's why I hate going to zoos especially when you see those chimps and those big gorillas their sad eyes looking at you like get me out of here Get me out of here. You're paying to watch me sitting here. I'm the king of the fucking jungle. I mean the lion might have a word or two to say about that but I am the real king of the jungle and I'm sitting in here eating my own feces for your amusement. So those monkeys are sad. I don't think they should be in um, I think I remember something in uh, New York. New York State. Some guy was trying to get chimps recognized as having human rights which i don't know if that (laughs) if chimps should have human rights you know the right to free speech (laughs) you know no 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 we gave him human rights let's hear what mr binkies has to say he's talking a load of rubbish why should we listen to he's one of us (laughs) What you say there, Mister Bindles? Oh my God! Who gave Mister Brindles a gun? Oh my God! It's his right. It's the Second Amendment. Mister Bindles, we uh, we, I sent into to death by electric chair. Any last words? Oh. But I remember I one time I saw a very sad monkey and that was in a town. I don't want to say the name of the town. Uh just because I don't want to get the place um you know I'm not a rat. I don't want to get the place in trouble, but this is years ago. This is maybe 10 years ago. I was working in a supermarket in a town on the Limerick Kerry border. Uh it was You know, and like the limerick Kerry border, it's like, that's the Wild West. That's no man's land, you know. When you're driving through there, you don't stop. You keep going. Don't look out the car window. Don't look out the car window, son. If (laughs) If you make eye contact, you become one of them. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what it's like. It's like the Wild West. It's like there should be Cowboys roaming around I had a friend one time who told me she didn't believe in cowboys Um, she didn't believe in cowboys or bats but uh, that's a different story cowboys and uh, Indians that's what should be around the Kerry Limerick border you know and I was there I was working there I was sent there for um, you know reasons like an undercover cop (laughs) <laughs> no I was sent there like uh, You know when those cops act, 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 When they do a bad job and They get moved to um, A shitty Fucking Part of the city That's what it was like I was moved out to A town On the border And it won't be hard to figure out Which one it is And I was working there And uh, One of the girls That was working with me Mentioned that The pet shop She said Had monkeys I said, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Fucking monkeys. No way. She said, I swear to God, they have monkeys in the back. I didn't believe her. I said, all right, at lunch, you're taking me down there. I want to see these fucking monkeys. Because I don't believe you. She said, fair enough, man. And then, she, so we went down to the pet shop. And uh, we went in the front. And this is a weird pet shop with all religious uh, icons around it. And we went in And we had to We had to be like Very nonchalant You know what I mean We had to kind of Pretend like we weren't there For the monkey Because there was other customers In the shop So we were there Looking at the little Rabbits The fish I hate fish In a pet shop they're so boring You know You want to see You want to see a rabbit Or a gerbil Or a You know uh, uh, An ostrich But not a fucking Fish But we were looking at the fish And the customers left And the girl I was with She goes Can we see the monkey? The lady behind the counter Kind of looked a bit Startled She was like What the fuck She was like "Uh, What what did you say? Can we see the monkey? She waited till no one was around She pulled down a blind It was like in a film She brought us in the back through a door And there Inside another door Inside a tiny office Was a small little monkey And Even though they never put Told me Or they never put them on the monkey Inside the cage Was small monkey sized sunglasses You know what I mean? Like they were putting them on For their amusement And he was tied into the inside of the cage Kind of Well he was You know It was like a lead And uh the woman was like I shouldn't really be showing you this now without William being here I don't know who William was William was probably the monkey master or something she goes like you know I shouldn't really be showing you now without without William being here and I can't remember how much it cost because I asked I think it was expensive it was like a grand you know but he was in this cage and he was looking up at me and the thing around his neck and the small little monkey sunglasses and he he was honestly the saddest monkey I ever seen. You know, you could just tell the not that I've seen a lot of monkeys. The only place I did see a lot of monkeys was in uh Thailand. When I went there, they have monkeys everywhere. Joe, they just kind of roam the the wastelands. Not the wastelands, the countryside of Thailand. They eat out of bins over there, you know? Dust bins. And even those monkeys that are eating out of bins haven't got a penny to their name they feed out of bins they were happier than than the monkey I saw you know in this shop in the cor- town in the Cork or in the Limer border because they were like those monkeys in Thailand you know they were like hobo monkeys eating out of bins and stuff but even those guys were happier than this monkey I, I often think about him you know In my head I've given him the name Toby. Toby the monkey. And uh, I always think where did he go? I mean who around. West. Limerick. North Kerry. Has a monkey. If you know anyone who has a monkey. In that area. Will you let me know? I'm just not going to rat him out or anything. I promise. But I just always wanted to know what happened to little Toby. I mean he was honestly. Tragic monkey and I hope that nothing bad happened to him um cause I mean why I couldn't if I bought a monkey in tr- and brought him back to Tree, what am I going to do with him just sit in my house with a monkey watching Coronation Street you know <laughs> <laughs> trying to explain to him what's going on no no she married her and then their, her ex killed his brother's uh, ex-wife you know Monkey doesn't even fucking know to put two and two together. And then you have to buy like you have to buy uh nappies. You go down to Tesco and buy nappies for the monkey. Every day for ten years people are thinking Jesus his child is still wearing nappies and he's ten. They might think that I'm one of those guys who wears nappies for kicks, for sexual kicks, adult babies. Now oh, there's something I haven't even looked into yet. Not sure if I want to open That kind of worms Men who dress up as babies Have you seen them? If you're caught with a bunch of nappies You better be a fucking monkey master And not an adult baby That's all I'm saying Because you know Both of those things aren't great But one of them is a lot better than the other But it was a bit like in that fucking Tiger King People buy these animals And you don't know you know, don't know why. Because, you know, these are wild animals. They're not supposed to be caged inside there. They're like... Like us, we're wild animals. We need to get out. There's nothing funnier than when you hear about somebody that's been mistreating an animal and the animal rips its face off. or Like, a, what's it called? the fighting. I mean, that is the biggest... They fucking... Tormentous bull, and then a guy stands there, just holding out a fucking piece of paper, piece of (laughs) tablecloth, and they just stab the bull. Oh man! If you want to cheer yourself up, look up uh, bullfights where the bull wins. That's that's fun. I would never be a bullfighter. I'd be a shit bullfighter. I'd be like, all right, you win. (laughs) The second the bull started coming toward you, no, you win. You can, yeah no that's fine That's fine he wins Sorry sorry folks But that Tiger King Yeah I would definitely recommend it If you haven't seen it yet It's definitely very entertaining And everybody in it's a scumbag That's what I like about it There's even a woman in it Who is Seems to come across nice But you can tell behind it all She's a scumbag You know She's got that Hillary Clinton Kind of smile and yeah i definitely recommend that um and i've been watching a lot of trump during this uh, pandemic he does nightly uh press conferences talking about it and they're just insane i mean the press don't even or the you know nobody talks about it anymore because it's just become like normal or whatever that he's the president and but if you sit down and watch everything that he actually says it's insane <laughs> like it's just so fucked up like he's going I mean I'm sure you saw the bit last week where he was going on about the models of the the rate of people that are going to get sick and he was like the models are high hundreds of thousands of people are going to die but I didn't make the models I had I'd, I'd nothing to do with models well not this kind of model anyway you know this guy's making jokes about having sex with models just in the same sentence he said... 100,000 people are going to die. And it's just... Insane. But what I'm th- saying is... You kind of watch that and you go... Fucking hell. Who would vote for this? How did this happen? You know? Who voted for him? What The fuck? Because to us over here in Ireland... It's a bit like... Jesus Christ. How could this... I mean... It's incomprehensible a bit, I think. You know? But then... When you watch Tiger King... You kind of go, ah, all right. <laughs> now I fucking get it. Now I get why he was elected. Because America is full of these people too. It's not just the people you see on fucking, I don't know, NYPD Blue. <laughs> is that even still a show? I don't know. But you know what I mean? It's not these TV people. It's These are some of the normal people in America. Like in o- this, These are people in Oklahoma and they're just insane. I'm surprised someone like Trump hasn't been really elected before, you know. And I've been watching a lot of vlogs with my girlfriend. She watches vlogs, video logs, video blogs. She watches uh, all the big UK. See, I hate them, all right? And I go on to her about how much I hate them and she just tells me to shut up. (laughs) That's basically our life, her watching stuff and me complaining about it. You know, it's a good dynamic. For me, anyway. And uh, the latest person she's been watching is uh, this girl from... These two girls from L.A. called Gabby and Nikki, And they're so fucking rich. Like, they live in mansions. And I hate them. I hate them with a passion. They make me so upset. They're so fascinating to watch. Because they're so rich. And all their videos are on about, like, little slights like the fucking hairdresser was a bit rude you know what I mean they make a 24 long minute long vlog about it and I'm thinking you're rich who fucking gives a shit why are you complaining about the server in McDonald's didn't say hi you know that's what their videos are like and they've got millions of views these are rich people this is why I don't like rich people I grew up in the mean streets of Gallowsfield, Tralee. That's the name of the place I grew up is called Gallows Field. I don't know if I talked about this yet. That's how fucking metal I was gr- <laughs> growing up, you know. And there was no rich people in our place. There was people who were a little more, more well off, but there was no rich people. And I think I've grown up hating rich people. Maybe a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I, mean, I don't mind if people are rich, but it's, you know, you know who I'm talking about, rich people. And I figured out, why, why are you complaining? And I figured out, oh, it's because rich people are miserable. This is what I think, this is my theory, my new theory I'm working on. Rich people are miserable because, have you ever played a game, right, a PlayStation game, and you picked the easy difficulty? Like, I'm playing Resident Evil 2 now, the, the remake, and it's fucking too scary for me. I can only pay for 10 minutes and I have to put it away. But I picked the medium, the normal difficulty. But there was a choice. For a split second, I was thinking, well, I just picked the easy one. But I went against it, you know. And I'll tell you why. Because when I was younger, I have picked easy in games. And when you're going through it, you just are so just soul-crushingly disappointed with yourself. You're, you feel pathetic. Because you're going through the game Resident Evil 2, you're killing every zombie. From start to finish. Easily. One bullet to the head. They're gone down. You know. And you just feel like. That's the way you feel. When you're playing the game. Because there's no challenge. It's too easy. And that's why. I think. These fucking rich people. Are so miserable. Because they're playing. Life. On easy. They get everything handed to them. Especially rich. Good looking people. They get everything. So they know themselves. Maybe subconsciously. They know they're playing life uneasy. They're an empty shell inside. (laughs) This is just turning into a fucking hate rant against rich people. But this is a concept that I came up with Saturday night. When I was a little bit stoned. So you know. (laughs) Take it for what it's worth. Um. But yeah, people, uh, they're playing life on easy. And you can't play life on easy. You know, that's what the Buddha was doing. You know the Buddha? You've heard of him? Little fat fucker. Sits around with his legs crossed, big belly, bald head. He was playing life on easy. And then he said, fuck this. It's too soul-destroying. I'm going to play life on hard. He fucked off out of the fucking palace. Started living, sitting under a tree for 12 hours a day. I read a bit once in Wikipedia, that's all I know. (laughs) but That's the gist of it. Don't play life uneasy, you know? Uh, Like, what could you do if you were playing life uneasy just to make it a little bit hard? I don't know. You see? Because once you're stuck in there, you can't give it up. Like I said before, you know, I was talking to a guy and he said billionaires were evil. But then I said well, Yeah but you'd be a billionaire He said of course I fucking would He said he hates billionaires But he'd be one So it's very hard To play life on hard Once you're playing life on easy You know It's hard to give that up I got some emails This week If you want to send me an email Complaints Fucking giving out to me tell me I'm a genius If you want to say How shit this is How great this is If you want to talk about What you had for dinner If you want to talk about Your sex life Send me an email, and I will. Uh, I will probably read it. And thanks for all the, again. Thanks for all the messages and, and stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, it's good to know that you know three people at least are listening. So uh, I got this email. It comes from Christine, in Denmark. She said, "Hey Shane, I just wanted to share my thoughts on the story about the iguana." That's the story I had a few weeks ago. If you didn't know what it is, go back and listen to it. I 100% believe that you were only in that woman's house because you wanted to see the iguana. One, because it sounded like your night thus far hadn't been very eventful and seeing an iguana would make it at least a bit more interesting. Exactly. Two, I've been similarly fooled myself. Well, there you go. And then she tells a story. About a year ago, a guy I had dated in the past was at a party literally across the street from where I lived. Yeah. He texted me to say, he he texted me to let me know the party was kind of dead, that he didn't really know anyone there, so he'd probably head home soon. Then he asked me if he could come by and say hi. Hmm. See, right? I, and you were already, you know, uh, in a relationship. You have some previous, some previous... Um, Felonies <laughs> Committed on each other You know what I mean So things Coming by and saying hi You know There's a lot more to that Than Than what it says on the tin That's literally What I thought he wanted The big mistake Looking back That was incredibly naive Of me to think that But in my defence We hadn't Been dating for Probably at least six months And last we spoke He had a girlfriend Well Of course it turned out he did not just want to say hi and I felt incredibly stupid afterwards because I should have known. Right? You just wanted to see the iguana and I just wanted to say hi to the guy. Exactly. But you should have known. Okay? You should have known because men are scum. <laughs> Do you know when men have a daughter when they grow up and you know the stereotypical dad that gets angry Or gets protective of their daughter... When the boy starts sniffing around... You know? There's a reason for that... It's because that dad... Has been a... Fucking teenage boy... He knows what... They want to do... With his daughter... You know what I mean? So you shouldn't have known too... That he... wanted to call over to... See it depends... What time of the night was it? Not that it really matters... But if it was like... Two o'clock in the morning... Then you're very naive. But if it was, I don't know, seven, then that's different. Time and place mean a lot, you know. And uh, I'm sure, I hope that uh, you're not feeling guilty about it now because that things happen. Maybe subconsciously you wanted it to happen. Who knows? We don't feel incredibly stupid because you should have known. You should have known But you don't have to feel stupid about it Men are notorious tricksters When it comes to sex You know what I mean? And uh, So don't feel bad about yourself Because the boy had that demon in him You know that demon That demon sex seed And he had the devil in him The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Kevin Spacey said that. If there's one thing we all know is that you can always trust the word of Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Okay. And then she said, I hope you're staying safe. And thank you for making the perfect bedtime podcast. Listen, that's kind of a, uh, a compliment and an insult. Because it suggests that you like falling asleep to it because it's so boring. <laughs> Which I don't mind. Uh, a friend of mine on Twitter, Amy, at Amy Lopan, she put up a tweet the other day and it was, uh, she wanted to say, a question, what is the worst physical pain you've ever been in? Not psychological pain. I mean, like, childbirth or appendicitis or being shot or stabbed, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so loads of people were getting back. She got nearly nine thousand replies, um, which is a lot. Uh, telling her like, "Oh, I had uh, you know terrible migraines, sciatica, childbirth, had a drain pulled out of my abdomen, uh, burst a blood vessel in my testicle, and saw it swell to the size of a snooker ball." Uh, mistaken tooth canal, tooth canal, Ruth canal. Infected wisdom teeth Kidney stones Etc etc Broken legs You know And uh, I tried to think What was my 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 own personal physical pain That I remember that caused me You know the most pain in my life And I thought long And hard about it And I came to the conclusion That I have never actually felt Real physical pain <laughs> Like i felt pain but I've never felt excruciating pain in my life. I've never broken a bone uh, except for my nose but that was when I was about three and I can't remember that. Uh, some big boys hit me with a with a fucking pipe right in the face in Gallows Field. That's fucking Gallows Field for you, Gallows Field should really shout shot out to that place. Um, but other than that Never broken anything else. Um, never had a fucking toothache really. Couple, you know, just a small one. And I was trying to. Th- I mean, there must be some. I could, the only thing that can come to my mind, and it's not even that painful, is when I was sixteen, I got it into my head to jump out of my bedroom window onto the grass down below for the laugh and to do that I'd have to jump out the bedroom window and we had like a little rockery outside the front of our house I'd have to jump make it over the rockery and into the grass and uh, obviously it was a two story fucking council house thing and it was out of the top floor and I was there on on a it was like a Tuesday it was Dawson school my mother was at work and I was in the house with two of my friends Danny and Pecker he's called Pecker because his father's name is Pecker Big Pe- Pecker and then Little Pecker and he was there and I said to them because this has been going on for weeks in my head that I am going to jump out of my bedroom window onto the grass down below so I said to them I said guys this is the day today's the day they were like what because I hadn't told them what I was imagining in my head for two weeks and I told them I'm going to jump out of the bedroom window Over the rockery onto the grass They said you're fucking crazy man Alright But I said no I'm going to do it And I told them Look There's a good chance that I might break my legs Or my back From doing this Because I have to jump over the rockery And I might just break it from the the force of the fall Um, So I told Pecker I said Pecker if I break my legs <laughs> I want you to pick me up drag me into the house and put me at the bottom of the stairs and then leave so that I can say that I fell down the stairs. He agreed. That was my fucking big that was my way of not letting my mother know that I broke my legs by jumping out of the fucking top floor of a two story house. <laughs> It was a good plan Drag me in Through the front door Leave me at the bottom Of the stairs But I did jump out the window Made it over the rocks Landed on the grass And It was stupid Obviously And I fell out And It really Hurt my back I had to lie down On the couch For a couple of days But that wasn't That excruciating You know, I could still laugh and and make jokes with people, you know. And I could kind of just walk around and ignore it. And I thought that I'd get back pain from it later on in life, you know. And that was 15, 16 years ago now. And I haven't got anything. So I'm kind of, in a way, I'm slightly (laughs) disappointed. But I'd like to hear what your pain your big pain in your life has been. If you want to email me, dot gmail.com. I always fantasize about getting shot in the face with a shotgun, but if they could do it some way that I wouldn't die and that I wouldn't be disfigured, if I could just feel the sensation of it, would you do that? Would you let somebody shoot you in the face with a shotgun if you knew for a fact that you weren't going to die or get, you know, or weren't going to be disfigured or anything, you'd be just normal straight away, but you'd feel The sensation of getting shot in the face with a shotgun—would you do it? I always wanted to see. You know, or maybe cut off a finger. And people might say, "Oh, that's a—you'd be a crazy bastard to cut off your finger," when the crazy fuckers do things like that. But I'm not crazy, am I? (laughs) I just want to see what it's like to have physical, intense physical pain. Now, that's not asking you to beat me up if you ever meet me. I don't really want to give you physical pain. This is just all imaginary. You know. I haven't been beaten up in years. One time, I got beaten up. And I had to go to work the next morning. And I didn't want to go into work. So, what I did was... Because I got beaten up. I went into work. went I hit out the back and started punching myself in the face to make it worse. (laughs) So, there's a tip for you. If you ever fucking... When I go home from work, just punch yourself repeatedly in the face until so you get a black eye. <laughs> or if you want, that would be a good business. Hire someone to beat you up. You know, if you want to get out of work. If you just feel like, oh, I'm not going to work next week. Ring me up, right? I'll come around with a bar. And I'll just smack you into the jaw with it. Just just swift. Doesn't be no I, I, I promise I won't hurt you badly and there'll be no pussyfooting footing around. I just give you one clatter with it and you pay me 70 euro. I think that could be a good business, you know? Beyond the black market, obviously. Um but I have felt obviously deep psychological pain. <laughs> I'm going through deep psychological well not deep. I'm a bit worried about uh, stand-up comedy and the future of it in this country, in this post-COVID-19 uh, world, you know. What's going to happen? Are you going to sit in a room again with other people, do you think? Uh, with strangers in close proximity? And to, just to laugh? Or will you be even too fucking tense to laugh? One person makes a cough, and there's a stampede, massacre at Shane Clifford's show <laughs> They didn't realize Nobody had ever Had a stampede But only six people before <laughs> But uh Yeah You know What's gonna happen Live performance Cause I love Doing stand up You know Even if I uh, Even if it's uh, Gonna be two people there I'll still probably have to do it Cause it's a stupid Fucking addiction so that's my, I mean, that's my main worry. Will I be able to perform again? And I suppose when you put it in um, in with all the other worries that people have, it's not a big deal. You know, I still get to live my life. The virus found a victim uh, in my family last week. Granduncle, he went in, 90 years old, had the virus, passed away. And, uh, which is obviously sad, (laughs) you know. So, even though he would never have listened to this podcast because he's 90, fuck's sake, he probably didn't even know what a fucking podcast was. In in fact, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't know what a podcast was, but that's all, like, dedicate this to him, to Uncle Nicky. And I think that is the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening to me. It was fairly, um, what would the word be? Unstructured this week, I think. A little unhinged, maybe. (laughs) But like I said, I am cracking up. I am cracking the fuck up. But everything will be fine. It'll be all worth it in the end. And there's going to be mass huggins of nans. I swear to God, I'm going to do a tour of the fucking country when this is all over. I'm going to knock on all your doors. Get your nans out. Get the fucking nans out in the street. I'm going to hug and kiss and them. Okay? That's what's going to happen. Shane's nan-hug and kiss tour. Granddad's shake it a hand. Because <laughs> I know they're men of, you know, from the 50s or fucking something. So they probably don't want to hug and a kiss from me. But if they do, I'll hug and kiss them too. You, you better believe it. So until next Thursday, when I'll be rambling shit into your ear again, God bless you all, and uh, may may he have mercy on your souls, hobnob.